Hey everybody, it has been quite some time since I have made a recording and I'm very sorry about that. So I appreciate everyone's patience. Um, uh, long story short, man, I honestly slipped into a very slight depression after I recorded my second Spider-Verse episode for you guys. I had recorded maybe like an hour and a half episode where me and my friend Brandon got down and dirty about Spider-Verse, just back and forth telling about all our favorite things and all of that stuff. And the moment that we finished, the hosting site for my podcast just completely deleted the episode. And I could not have been more upset. So that's one of the reasons that I just didn't make any content these past, what, five months? Damn, yeah, it's been five months. Uh, so I'm very sorry about that. But I figured over this holiday break and with my birthday, I am going to hop back into this and just really try to get consistent with this again. So once again, sorry for the holdup. I will never make you wait five months in between an episode again. So let's get into it. Um, just a brief like catch up. I haven't seen too many movies lately, like over the last like five months. Like I'm still pissed that I missed Barbie. Uh, I didn't get to see The Blackening. And there are so many other movies that came out that I've been wanting to see that I just haven't been able to. Uh, time just hasn't really been on my side. Uh, but one of them that I made an effort to see, like a huge effort to see, was Oppenheimer. And I drove three hours from Chicago to Grand Rapids, Michigan, to go watch Oppenheimer and 70 millimeter IMAX. That might sound crazy to some of you guys, uh, and it's completely understandable, but I just had to do it. That's the way the director made the film, and that's how he wanted it to be seen. And it just so happens to be the closest 70 millimeter IMAX theater to Chicago, which really sucks. Uh, there used to be one in Navy Pier, but it's closed now. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I loved that movie. I loved every single second of that movie. Watching a movie like Oppenheimer, the experience that I had, the 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 visual joy that was on my face while watching certain scenes in that movie, the way that I was clenching my seat when actors were speaking, predominantly Robert Downey Jr. That man is just an acting powerhouse. Um, but I, I won't get I won't go too into Oppenheimer right now. Uh, this episode is for another movie. Um, but I will be uploading my like out of theater experience from Oppenheimer. I know it's really late. It's been a couple of months and but I feel like it's good timing. Now it's on digital and maybe you guys didn't see it in theaters because it was three hours long and you want to know if it was actually worth your time, which it most certainly is. So I will be uploading uh, my out of theater experience and then like just an overall episode shortly. Um, but this episode actually is for Blue Beetle. And I'm very late on this one as well. I just watched it today. And that's honestly what sparked the just the inspiration to come back to this. Blue Beetle was so fucking good. Like, so good. So I tried to go watch this movie in theaters. So I have, I have three daughters. Uh, they're about eight, five, and I have a one-year-old. And 
my daughters are usually very good in the movie theater. Like no matter what I take them to see, they're just excited to go to the movie theaters. They will sit down. They will be quiet. They won't ask for much as long as I get them popcorn and something to drink. They know the drill. They know that daddy loves movies and they love going with me. And my one-year-old is honestly usually the best one out of the bunch. Like she would just sit there, eyes glued to the screen, not a single issue. I don't know what the hell it was about Blue Beetle that made her just upset. I have no clue. It's honestly my fault because I usually take her in her car seat. But this time I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let her be free a little bit. So I just sat her in the seat next to me. And oh my God, I did not realize how much work that car seat was doing with keeping her stationary. Oh my God. I sat her on that seat and I don't think she had her ass on the seat for more than five seconds the entire time. I'm just walking back and forth with her. I'm like, okay, like she's going to do this for a little bit. Then she's going to calm down. I got food. I got crackers for her. I got toys. And there's only like three other people in the theater, but she's just losing her mind. Like I try to get her to sit down and she cries. So I give her what she wants because my girls are super excited. My other two girls are super excited and they're watching it and loving it. And I'm like, I don't want to take them out of here, but I don't want to disturb people. So I like walk out of the theater. I try to get her to calm down and she's just not having it. So for one of the first times, no, probably the first time in my life, I had to leave a movie theater. And I could not have been more upset, like not upset with my daughter. It's just like, I was just so excited to see Blue Beetle and I just, I just couldn't. So that's why it's taken me so long. So I just waited for it to come to streaming, watched it today, hands down. And I told my brother this earlier today, this is hands down one of the best superhero movies that I've seen in the last few years. It is so good. Like, so good from start to finish. Like, the movie has a ton of heart. It has stakes. It has some really, really creative set pieces. I really love the the Reyes family dynamic. And it's just, it's just so good, man. It's just, it's just awesome to get one of these. I don't want to demean Jaime Reyes in any way, shape, or form. But I'm kind of kind of use like a Spider-Man reference here to like really get my point across. It's it's really nice to get one of these like friendly neighborhood superhero movies versus the world domination, like like the world ending threats superhero movies that we seem to get a lot of. Like it seems it's just really great to get this like friendly neighborhood superhero. You know, um, Jaime is fighting a very a very um a villain that hits very close to home uh, obviously it has huge much bigger ramifications if he weren't to stop them but the villain in this movie isn't set on world domination there isn't some blue beam in the sky it's about one specific thing and at the core of this movie it's about family uh, about protection security and your legacy and I really, really loved the overall message in this movie. Um, I won't give too many things away, but there are some very, very heavy moments in the film when the family is in danger. And just the spark for Jaime Reyes in this movie is 
it's just so good. And that really has to do a lot with the main actor, uh, the actor that, that plays him, uh, Zolo. Um, and Zolo does a really, really, really good job, an impeccable job at making Jaime this like super humble and intelligent and oftentimes kind of clumsy <laughs> uh, protagonist, man. He's, he's very relatable. And it's really amazing to see a character like this. I'll tell you guys something, uh, and it obviously has to do with this movie. When it comes to movies in general, I am a huge fan of, of foreign films or just films. I don't really want to say that, but I am. I definitely am. But I feel like I just said that wrong. I'm really a fan of movies that explore cultures. And what I mean is that, like, just like this movie. So Jaime Reyes, is, he's, um, he's a, he comes from a Mexican family, and they are very deep into their Mexican culture. You know, around their house, you can see, like, their grandmas, uh, their grandmothers watching telenovelas, there's Santa Maria's everywhere. There's so many different things that showcase their Mexican culture. And honestly, most of the time that they're speaking to each other, they're speaking Spanish. And I have this really weird thing. I don't really call it weird, but I just have this really, I really like it in movies when characters speak other languages for an extended period of time. I can't really explain why, but I just genuinely love it. And most of the time they're either speaking Spanish or they're slipping in and out speaking Spanglish. And it's just, I don't know, man, the, the shit just makes me feel good. Like, I don't, I don't really know what it is, but I genuinely get a smile on my face when a conversation goes beyond just one thing said in Spanish, like one entire sentence. And then the characters just have an ongoing conversation in that language. I genuinely love it. And this movie is filled with that more so than I ever thought that it would be, honestly. And I think that was, I just think that was a nice, you know, creative choice by the director. Um, um, and, or maybe it was written in the script, who knows? But it's, I really, really like that choice to do that. The comedy, for the most part, hit for me. One thing I was actually really surprised about, so George Lopez is in this movie. Um and George Lopez is really funny to me. I love the old TV show. Woke up like everybody else was born in my generation at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> his theme song playing on Nickelodeon. Um, and I really love his TV show. I think he's really funny. Uh, I was really surprised that he really didn't make me laugh that much in this movie. Um, I feel like a lot of the jokes that he had, I just, I just wasn't really feeling. But outside, well, he had a couple, but I just expected his delivery and things to be a lot funnier. Maybe it was really the writing and maybe he did everything he could, but he just didn't work for me. The character overall did, but the jokes, eh. And, but the rest of the family, like Jaime's jokes and his sister Milagro's jokes and the jokes about their grandmother being this like revolutionary, like earlier in her life and they don't know about it. That stuff was really cool. Um, the will they, won't they thing between Jaime and Jenny Cord was really well done. And I just, I really love the story here, man. It, it really gave the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man vibes. Like it really did. 
like especially with kind of like the pseudo body horror and just like being a very well told a very well told origin story with like yo i'm a superhero but like fuck that's also kind of scary like when toby requires you to jump off the fucking building like you know what i'm saying like that shit's crazy and that's, that's you get some of those same feelings um with jaime um and it's just such a good feeling to get something blue beetle felt like such a breath of fresh air into the superhero genre and it just it felt very different which is such a good thing it felt so unique and i'm very thankful that i watched it no pun intended with it being (laughs) thanksgiving season um over thanksgiving being yesterday um it was it was such such a good movie and i really appreciated the the level of care that it looked like they took with this movie because i heard so many negative things about it and then it also didn't make a ton of money at the box office even though it totally totally deserved to i'm highly upset with myself having not gone at the theater to actually watch the entire movie but i mean they got some of my money (laughs) but so so i guess i contributed to that but it should have made so much more money than it did i have no idea why people were not going out in droves to see blue beetle it is such a good movie and with that huge shakeup at dc studios with james gunn now being the like the head the head guy i was very pleased to hear that jaime is going to be included in that new dc universe so i cannot wait to see what comes from them uh what comes from him in future installments or if he pops up in other movies i can't wait because it's really such a wonderful movie I really love the the action pieces, like the action set pieces, the hallway scene that you guys have like seen in trailers. Uh, it's like just covered in red light, and he like trips this guy and like kicks him against the wall and shit. Bro, the action scenes in this movie are amazing, absolutely amazing. Though, like the fight choreographers and the director and the stunt doubles and whoever contributed to all of that such a wonderful job it it was absolutely amazing and i don't think that anybody can say that the action in blue beetle was whack because it most certainly was not i promise you it wasn't so let me move to something i didn't necessarily like um and this isn't necessarily a bad thing about the movie there just wasn't enough susan sarandon in this for me like not at all susan sarandon is is a wonderful wonderful actress and she plays the main villain of the movie and what she where she is and and what she does in the movie it's great like every time she's on screen she's fantastic i just wanted a little bit more of her but she did serve her purpose so I can accept that. <clears throat> so, I'm, yeah, honestly, man, that's aside from what I said before about George Lopez's jokes not really landing for me in the movie. That's all the negatives that I have about this movie. That's it. 
everybody was on their A game in this movie. Uh, all of the actors, uh, I already mentioned the action, like the action set pieces are fantastic. Um, the first flight scene where Jaime like puts on the scarab, like gets it onto his body. I thought it was a wonderful play uh, on a superhero getting his powers because this would be a very scary thing. And they really leaned into like the body horror of this scarab attaching itself to his body. They really leaned into that, which I really appreciated. And one of the things that happens in the movie that I thought was so adorable, I think is the word that I like to use here. Um, this is like a slight, not really a spoiler, but at the end of the movie, the scarab. So, you know, I don't know if you guys are too familiar with with Blue Beetle, if you haven't seen the movie, but there's the scarab that's attached to him and he can hear it. Like the scarab talks to him. It's linked to his brain and he can have conversations with it. And obviously the scarab speaks to him in English because that's the language that he talks. And at the end of the movie, the scarab starts talking to him in Spanish. And I don't know why that shit made me smile so hard but it just seemed so endearing. It just like to confirm Jaime and the Scarab's bond. And honest, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was meant to be. Excuse me. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the director meant for it to do was to make the audi the audience feel that symbiotic relationship become an actual relationship. And very well done. Very, very well done movie. I really hope that they bring the director back because the chemistry that they were able to create with the entire cast was amazing. And I would, it's just like, man, it's like you, you, you fear that it's just like you captured lightning in a bottle and you can't do it again. But I really feel like the level of the level of talent that they had with this cast and with this director, I have no doubt in my mind that they could capture that again and really build on the Reyes family and really dig deeper into the Blue Beetle lore because there is so much more than just Jaime Reyes. And it would be a really, really good story moving forward. And I think that Jaime could be a pivotal character in this new DC universe. So with all that said, if you guys were thinking about watching Blue Beetle or you just or it just completely flew under your radar, it is now streaming on HBO Max or just Max is yeah, it's just called Max now. It's now streaming. So please take two hours this holiday weekend and watch Blue Beetle. I promise you will not be disappointed. Uh, there is one mid credit scene. After that, there's nothing. Uh, but it was a really, really, really solid movie. And I honestly can't, I think I'm going to watch it again this weekend, probably, or I'm going to buy it at the very least so I can have it at home. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this is obviously a really short review, uh, but thank you guys for listening. Um, so I just want to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of what should be coming soon. Let me pull up my notes on my phone really quick. Notes. First and foremost, I am going to 
cover well i'm gonna re-record and upload my spider-verse my second spider-verse episode so that you guys can hear that because across the spider-verse is hands down one of my favorite movies of all time now i have watched that movie so many times since it came to digital it's just i can't even explain how much i love that movie and then also so my birthday was yesterday was so my birthday was actually on thanksgiving this year uh just turned 29 and my wife bought me the box set like the two movie box set for spider-verse it comes with both movies uh, a vinyl from a vinyl with two songs from the new soundtrack and it comes with a replica of Miles's sketchbook where he was drawing all those pictures of Gwen. And you know in the movie when they're like, okay, let's do this for the last time, and they throw down a comic book, it gives you, it gives me like the replicas of those comic books, and it's so fucking cool. And I have it on display at the house. So shout outs to wifey for buying me that. She always knows what to get me. I mean, it's pretty easy. I just tell her to get me movies. So she can't really mess that up, <laughs> but but thank you uh, nonetheless, sweetheart. Um, so Spider-Verse is definitely coming. Uh, Oppenheimer just made it to digital, so I will most certainly be watching that movie again and then getting that uploaded, uh, an episode uploaded for that as well. I'm going to cover the blackening Napoleon if I can get a chance to go to the movies for three hours. Um, I definitely want to check that out. It looks really good. And I love Joaquin Phoenix. And one thing that I've been really hesitant to do, number one, because I can't really get the list together. I really want to do before the year is out. I want to do an episode where I tell you guys my top 10 favorite movies. And it's really hard because I think I only have like six. So if I can't think of anything, I'm not going to force it. And I'm just going to talk about my top five. Uh, movies are very important to me. And every single one of my favorite movies has a very special place in my heart. And that one might end up being a little bit of a longer episode because I'm going to go into why every single one of them means so much to me. Uh, but that is what is on the agenda for the holidays. So, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, this is Pat Parker signing off of Real Critical, and I will talk to you guys again soon.